Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome to episode 89, our Halloween special. On this episode, we will be reviewing Halloween Kills because we've been to the cinema and watched it. Oh, yes. Our Something to Scream About is very special. We've had some uh, questions from some pals that we've had on the previous shows. And also, not only that, it's a massive Halloween bonanza because we're doing Halloween too. Halloween and Halloween all. It's Halloween special, mate. It is. And when this comes out, it'll only be a couple of days till Halloween. Yeah. Days, yeah. How the devil are you, mate? You right? Fuck it out. What is wrong with you? Yeah, I'm good. Good, mate. Looking forward to just diving in and talking about... The film that, you know, Halloween Kills. Did it kill it? Or did it get killed? Who knows, eh? Um, right, what have you been watching, mate, for the last couple of weeks? Well, I've watched a couple of things. First thing, um, I watched a film called Bingo Hell, starring uh, our friend Richard Brake. Nice, Bingo Wings, like it. Um, it's, it's a bit weird, it's a bit... It kind of it reminded me a little bit at the start of uh, VFW. Remember VFW? Okay. Um, a little bit. And then um, it's a Blumhouse TV production. So I don't know if it was meant for just TV, but Amazon picked it up over here. Um, it's an interesting little movie. It's just about some kind of older kind of um, adults that live in this place, like in the middle of nowhere. But it's kind of all the old people are kind of dying out and moving out and it's becoming a bit trendy. Um, and then all of a sudden their bingo hall gets taken over by a strange, mysterious man who's got some kind of other agenda. It's really weird. It's got some really good, good uh, like, gore bits, but it's it's not, not amazing, but it's all right. Yeah, I'm glad you caught it. Yeah, I also watched, um, I've been watching the new, have you ever watched the movies that made us? Like documentaries? Yes, I've seen some. I believe they've just added a couple of horror treats, haven't they? They have, yeah. They, they brought just brought out the episodes with Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Arm Street and Aliens. Um, so they're really, really good. There's some right good uh, talking heads on there. And there's some really interesting facts, actually. But quite a lot of them have been in Matt's fact, facts, I must say. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, uh, we have both seen Venom... Let there be carnage. Yeah, what did you think? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was on a par with the first, to be honest. Not not great. Um, did it need to be made? Probably not. Yeah, more car, more venom. Did it? Did it? Did it? <laughs> ah, it's all right. It was it was a bit of fun, I suppose. Tom Hardy was all right. Yeah, Woody Harrelson was okay. Nice yeah, way. it was. Um, it was. There were some some little funny bits, some little uh, uh, good one-liners and stuff like that. But they were far and few between. It was just basically a sort of love-hate relationship between you know Venom and well Tom Hardy and his parasite. It was interesting, mm. funny, and uh, good. Everyone's been going on about the end of credit scenes, 
worth a watch. Ties, you know, spoilers there. Don't really give a shit. Yeah, ties it in with the obviously the it ties it in now with the existing Marvel universe. That's what they've done. So. Yeah, I, I always thought it would be anyway. That's yeah. why I wasn't that surprised. But there you go. What about you? What have you been watching, mate? I'm sure you've got lots to talk about. Not a lot. Actually, I concentrated on um, one thing, really. American Horror Story 1984, which dropped on Disney+. Plus. Um, very, very happy with that. I haven't watched uh, one of those for quite a while since Apocalypse, really. I think I missed Cult. Um, I haven't watched Cult yet. And uh, Ray and Oak, or whatever it's called. I can't really say the thing. But um, 1984 was yeah. exactly what I thought it would be. Very um, bright. 80s the introduction is fantastic watch that again and again um it's a great little cabin in the woods <laughs> serial killer twist with a twist it's quite interesting it think more um murder house i like murder house so it's yeah good. i, I do want to catch this one because i think it'd be right on my street because you, you said that it's it's really good yeah, they've done they've done the outfits well. They've done they you know Billy Lord's in there, Emma Roberts. Um, they've got you know you see a few favourites from the series in there. It's fucking fantastic. Definitely, um, definitely one to watch, mate. It's fucking good. And I carried on watching the American Horror Stories Feral. That's the latest one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. It's a bit bit wrong turn. Okay, uh, a bit Hills of Eyes sort of thing. So. Mm-hmm couple goes into into the woods and lose their their kid and then they uh you know they, the the fathers are still investigating it 10 12 years on um goes back in to try and find it and it all goes a bit peat on but yeah there's there's my that's where my that's where my efforts have lied i suppose in the last uh last week last cool. couple of weeks so well that's the news should we get on to some news Let's do it, man. You got much? I've got a little bit. Um, first interesting, more of a like kind of factual thing. Um, it's quite funny. So you know, we talked about previous episode that the Nightmare on Arm Street house was going on sale. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you know how much it's going for? Three point two five million dollars. Dollars. Yeah, can afford that. So all offers are to be submitted by the thirty first of October. Funny enough. Yeah, nice little Halloween. Put our bid in. Yeah, maybe it could be uh, drawing last breath headquarters, yeah? I'm telling you what, I am not joking when I say this. If I had won the Euro Millions the other day, somebody in France won it. If I had won that, I would have bought that straight out. Yeah, why not? I would have bought it straight out. 100%. Not joking. What would you have done with it? I would have probably just um, kind of let people come and visit it and stuff little bit of an attraction is what you're saying yeah well maybe i don't know definitely and uh, the only other little bit i've got is um vhs 94 is apparently now the most streamed movie on shudder i can see i can see why i can see why it was fucking fantastic to watch really enjoyed that one really enjoyed talking about it you as well last episode still certified fresh on rotten tomatoes or tomatoes over here great all right, well, I got what a couple. Got? Of... What you got? Come on, give me some good news. Just a couple of bits, a couple of traders that I've seen. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. last night in Soho host you out, and um, that's been quite interesting, getting a bit of heat and a bit of um, a bit of attention. Uh, that'll be out on the 
Um, I think it's out the 29th of October, so it could be, ooh, it could be our next movie. Um, that look, it looks really, really interesting. The, tra- the trailer looks like beautiful, and Anne Taylor Joy looks great. And, um, the, the interesting thing about Anne Taylor Joy is that she's actually done the sort of main theme song to the trailer, Downtown, like a real sort of 50s vibe. And she's, mm. and it's, and I've seen the, 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 the video to that and it looks really good you get a few more clips as well from the movie I think we've seen the trailer so many times over the last uh, week not getting, bored, <laughs> not getting bored of that one I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that Edgar Wright looks like he's done a touch there um, another trailer from A24 new movie called Lamb uh, I think uh, this was somebody sent us this as well I think it was Miss Geordie Paul maybe Um it's been released, released already, exclusive in theatres, and and they are basically offering tickets, like a limited tickets, uh, to watch the movie on October 26th, um, either through the web, Apple TV, or Roku, and basically you'll have four hours or something to watch the movie. So they're trying to get it like what for free or? Uh, it looks. I mean, I guess it's pay, pay, grab your ticket. So it must, it must be a bit of a purchase price. I haven't looked at the price, oh. but um, this movie. I don't know what the fuck's going on with it. Really, it's starring Nomi uh, Rapace from Prometheus, um, and it, it's like a is a Christmas set biblical horror story. Wow. Um, they basically find a newborn who is half human and half sheep. On Christmas Eve, and it's set in Iceland, so it's good. So, oh yeah, we've spoke about this on the podcast before, have we? I didn't remember, but yeah, yeah, definitely have. Yeah. Well, the trailer looks fucking ridiculous. I'm looking forward to that. It looks really dark and twisted, and yeah, bring it on. Nice. Very interesting. Um, the other than that, um, there's another movie that we've been talked about in the past that's now dropped on Netflix. Night Teeth is now on there to watch. Um, so that. It's, I think it stars Megan Fox again, so she's getting out there. Um, but it looks fun. It's quirky. I think it's a couple of vampires. I think it's got a sneaky little vampire touch in there, mate. So I'm definitely going to catch that before the next episode and let everyone know what to expect. I'll oh. let you be the Roman reporter on that one. Yeah. Well, Shudder's just added quite a few, obviously, for Halloween recently. Lots of old stuff. Phantasms on there now. I think houses and stuff. Um, but they, they've also added one, a movie called Trick as well, which we've talked about in the past, and that's another one. Absolutely know? shocking movie. Is it garbage? Absolute garbage. Ah. Even, right? Is, is, seriously, don't bother. Okay. If you want to watch a film about incompetent police, then go for it. Uh, when did you watch this? Uh, quite a while back, actually. Um, I think I might have even rented it. Um, but it's um, got Tom Atkins in it, and not even and he can't even save it. You know how, how much of a big fan I am. He couldn't even save it. I mean, that, that was the best bit with him in it. But everything else is absolute terrible. Real Go for it if you want, but you know, if I, okay. you know, there's plenty of better things out there. And, and I don't often say that about movies, but yeah, terrible movie. I, I hardly got to the end, barely. Fair enough. All right, might 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 be saving me a, a little trip there. Okay, well, I think that's all the news I've got. So if you haven't got anything else, let's get on to our main review. Oh my god, let's do it. No, 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 no,
grandmother was right. The boogeyman was real. It's over. We can't hurt anyone ever again. No one told you. Okay, this episode, we went to the cinema. We went to see Halloween Kills. The uh, story written by um, John Carpenter, directed by David Gordon Green. This brings back the next line in the saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode. Um, and we continue exactly where the last Halloween movie um, that was out in 2018 picked up. We're trying to go and talk about uh, the different timelines and all that that's intertwine and where this fits in with the Halloween movies. Um it's basically set after the first nineteen seventy eight one, um the sequel that they, was released to two thousand eighteen and then this is a sequel to that. So this is kind of the third one in this timeline I suppose. But it ignores Halloween two, so you know it's, it's all that sort of gump has gone, it ignores H two O and all this sort of stuff. So oh, can I, I don't know. Um, starring, bringing back Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy Greer, and Andy Machek. James Jude Courtney is the shape. Um, this movie sees, um, Michael escape the fucking fire somehow, um, and go on a fucking killing spree, basically. What are your thoughts on this, Matthew? Um, when it started, I was quite interested, um, because it has a, 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 a quite a good um, flashback sequence that I quite enjoyed of kind of telling the story of the, ve- the very end of Halloween uh, from a different kind of aspect of one of the cops, which I thought was was quite cool because it, it looked properly proper good. And to me, and my my eye didn't look like digital or anything. Like Loomis made an appearance, and apparently that was a lot of digital stuff and. But um, I quite enjoyed the start of it, and I thought, oh, here we go, this is quite interesting. They're doing a different kind of spin on it. They tell a little bit more backstory and stuff like that. And then um, it only got to the present day. I came out of it, and I was, I was pretty disappointed at some things, and, I, and other things. I thought, yeah, that was good. There are some really, there are some redeeming things about this movie, and I don't want to be all negative and, and stuff like that. But um, for me personally, I I had some a lot of problems with with it. If you know what I mean. Yeah, um, for me, a lot of this you could see my face, mate. I was getting fucking exasperated with some of the scenes, um, and I really had to step back after the movie to kind of like go, "What the fuck did I like about this? Uh, what was they trying to achieve? Did they achieve it? It didn't really grab me. Um, I didn't really." get excited about I mean I was excited to watch this one we have been waiting for this um a long fucking time yeah and it just didn't it wasn't the <laughs> I mean you know you get the movie it's not my movie but you, I, it wasn't the one that I was expecting or kind of thought that it was going to go and the direction I thought it was going to go is we were going to get sort of like a a house to house um Michael Myers going through and and just killing people in the house and stuff like that and what we got was a fucking um souped up jason Bourne, michael myers version you know you know some stuff that i've never i mean you know i didn't build this law but we've we've um 
we've seen Michael in action a lot and we know sort of his general traits and what he does and how he handles situations and, uh, you know, taking on fucking 15 firemen at once. I don't mm. know. I've never seen that before. I've, I've, I'm uh, t- taking on a whole mob. I don't know. I've, I've never I seen that. I don't know if they're just trying to be, right, different and trying to put a brand new kind of thing on it. I just, I just don't know. Like I looked at you, didn't I? I was like, fucking hell, it's like John Wick. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, I've not seen that before. There was, uh, part in the flashback where, um, Michael Myers ran at his kind of kill, which we I've never seen that. I mean, maybe I'm just being an old man and go, oh, Michael Myers in my day. But then there was there was things I had problems with, like there was a certain scene where it involved some deaths, which was fine. Some of the kills were really good, which we'll talk about in a minute. But however, that he kind of placed the bodies away from the crime scene in particular ways. And I just thought that's that's not Michael Myers. He he kills in different ways, but he doesn't really go and just dis- then display his bodies and stuff like that, does he? I mean, I've not, I can't remember that. No, I can't stuff. remember. So for doing stuff like that and like going back, I it's just like straight up stick the knife in and move on, which in different ways and different kills. But I don't know. I mean, it seemed to me like a big excuse to kind of bring back old. Um, old characters and stuff. And Which is fine. Are. I love Which that. Fine. We usually love that. But we I get... wouldn't have brought out nearly every character. <laughs> Just any character that... Yeah, lives. we get old Lonnie. Um, Lonnie, we get Tommy Doyle, played by Anthony Michael Hall. Which, <laughs> oh, let's be honest, right, I had to do a bit of research on this, because when I saw him and Laurie together, um, I was thinking, hang on, she was his babysitter. However, she looks younger than him. And then I did a bit of research, and actually, the age difference is correct, which is uh, un- unbelievable. But he's not aged well. <laughs> no, no, he hasn't. Does he? I right. mean, he's not the, you know he's not the original. Top. Yes, yeah, yeah but he, there were some original characters in here, wasn't it? I'm yes, not, there was, yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, Ky- Kylie Richards uh, plays Lindsay. Um, mm. She was the original, which is great to see. But I just felt the old she heart. pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I just felt the old guard hadn't um, really lived up to expectations. And, that, and it seems to be in uh, the Anthony Michael Hall show, like Tommy Doyle show. Um, to a and certain extent, yeah. Yeah, and uh, if it had been like, say, you know, what's this, what's the, Corey Feldman um, playing Jason, you know, mm. it, watching him all grown up and Corey Feldman come back, he could probably sell it. Anthony Michael Hall has lost it. Uh, and watching him for a fucking most of the movies shouting evil must die really started to fucking grate on me in all honesty. But I mean, when, yeah, I mean, when it's, it starts all this, I don't know whether they're trying to be political with it, with like mob rules and all this kind of stuff with how things are in America and all that stuff. I don't know. However, I literally cringed in my seat when the whole, all the crowd started chanting, evil dies tonight. And I just, I just think it lost its way a bit and just has gone a bit crazy. And it's taken away some of the kind of like creepiness of it and just amped it up. I get it. They're trying, you know, I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to do something completely different. You know, I mean. It was definitely, I mean, and there's no harm in trying it. 
And it yeah. was, to me, a completely different Halloween movie. Um, what, the, the, the kill count's great. It's massive. Um, but, you know, maybe they could have put some more emphasis on... Um, there was, <laughs> Pace of the movie. Pace of the movie, yeah. But that... But the hospital sequence and stuff. I mean, we're going to be what, talking about Halloween 2 later. Um, and there were, you know, it's cheesy. Horror's cheesy. And cheesy done well. We've talked about movies in, on this podcast about, like, you know, Humanoids of the Deep. I mean, God, I mean, that's basically a garbage movie, but it's got some fucking real charm. Spooky. Yeah, I think it, 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 it kind of knows, that kind of knows what it is, where Halloween, for me, is... It's about a guy that is unhinged. He's a cold, crazy, evil kind of killer that's unstoppable, which he is in this movie. However, I just think the pacing of the of the movie in the movie was all wrong. I just think the storyline wasn't great. Um, those the, the charm of it, right? The charm of him of of Michael Myers sort of getting up like the Undertaker and stuff like that in scenes is often done with the um with the crowd seeing it and the and the unexpectation of the audience, which I love because it's creepy and it's and you know we can see it happening. And we're like, I'm fucking behind you, you can't. This one was like every time he sort of well, we spoke, it got up and he was like killed or whatever. Uh, what he's just going to suddenly get up and like kill everyone around him i mean that some of those sequences where he was just getting the shit kicked out of him and it's like hang on all right fine uh and then he, we watch him just murder everyone mm. okay i don't it's just like make up your fucking mind make up make up the fact that the mob are going to kill him or mm. or do something i just didn't i didn't like the fact that he was i suppose i didn't like the fact that he was so exposed. Mm. You know, that's kind even of... Even to the point, obviously we're, we're talking spoilers, even to the point where he's demasked at one point. Yeah, I, I can see why they did that, and you know, but that's fine. But like, I don't know, just like, they really put him put it on front street. And I suppose in the world like today, it would be. A serial killer wouldn't really get away with like maybe that's the point they're making. I don't know. The, a, a serial killer that was on the loose anywhere wouldn't really get away with what he did back in the eighties because you know <laughs> you'd find you would find him. And it, I suppose right, you say that, but look at Ted Bundy. Fuck's sake! Uh, I'm talking about in, in today's world, like a, a serial a serial killer today yeah. probably wouldn't wouldn't it wouldn't work in the same way it did back in the 70s we like i don't think because with modern technology i I can't really yeah yeah i'll give you that but i mean i could kind of get what they were playing at if they're going to they're going to put michael in today's world he Mm. is going to get unmasked and he is going to get drawn out i i can see that but i just i don't know it just didn't have the charm and you know what really pissed me off and fucking Jamie Lee Curtis was in bed the half time. What was it? She was wasted. What was the point of having her in the fucking movie? But yep. we, I, I kind of knew that they were going to do that. But when she was on screen, there was not, there was not one redeeming character. Maybe Lindsay was probably the only one, car, like, like the only one that I could probably relate to. Some of the monologues were fucking awful. 
I, I wanted to scratch my eyes out. At that. No, not, not only that, I just, oh. I, I felt myself not, I had no kind of remorse and likability to any of the characters in this. That's what I had the problem with. I didn't care if, if uh, Tommy got killed. No. I didn't care uh, about, you know, uh, Laurie Strode's daughter or her granddaughter because they just, they, I just didn't relate or, or, or feel for them or like, and that is where I think it comes to storyline and writing and you write dialogue and stuff like that. I just don't think it, I just have no, can like, like, oh, I really want these guys to survive. I didn't feel, I was like, I was actually glad when, um, Laurie Strode's daughter got killed. I was actually, I was thinking, damn it, she's got away with it. And then I was just so happy. That, she was pretty, she was pretty awful in the first one, but like the least real, I don't think she's very good. And a lot nah. of people think she's great, and I just don't think she's that great in this. At least, at least the daughter, the granddaughter was kind of, we kind of like, I think I, I really liked her in the first one, and I like what she was doing. Well, she's but a again, bit gutsy, I suppose. But they didn't follow that through. There wasn't enough mm. substance to it. Now we've got to talk about one scene. How did you feel about Big John and Little John? They were great. Comedic value. Comedic value was fine. It kind of worked. It was a bit stunted, and they probably maybe didn't go far enough with it. Um, but yeah, I can see the the value, and at least they tied it back to the fact that it was Michael Myers' house. So yeah, that was um, Little Little John, Big John. Great, and there was some, you know, with the knife and stuff. One's got, you know, the small knife and big knife and stuff. That I, 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 there was some nice comedy touches to that, but it wasn't silly enough for it to warrant some of those moments. Mm. And I think the thing, the big spoiler in this was the, was the the riot scene in the in the hospital, and that's one of the most silliest uh, we've watched. Shit, it was like a Benny Hill sketch. That's all I can liken it to, because, like, there were responsible doctors in the mob running over, like, normal people, which would never happen. It's just not real. And also that they spent way too much time on this kind of character um, being wrongfully accused, which, again, it just seems like they're just trying to put these storylines in to relate it to what's going on now in the world with people getting accused before they're even, you know, you know, put before a court or found guilty um, and and the public taking it into their own hands, which I get, I get some of it, but it was just far too much focus on that and not enough on everything else. Yeah, I mean, that was probably one of the best special effects of the whole movie, I suppose, when he did take the dive out and they showed... That, that's one of the redeeming facts about this movie, mm. is some of the kills were great, like the staircase kill. Brilliant. Thought that was fantastic. Yeah, the couple in the house as well. But again, yeah. that, that you know, that they took that too, not too far, but like him constantly stabbing the guy. Was he perhaps, was he supposed to be picking the knife, right knife? I don't know. It just didn't feel like a Michael Myers kill, but I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. a one man wrecking cure. But. Yeah, that that really did kind of put my back up with the doctors suddenly that they're the ones that were writing, and I'm like, huh? Well, I can get the dumbass, I can get the dumbass Haydenfield lot like getting on board and 
and they run up and down stairs and causing crushes and stuff like that. But it was, it was exasperating. Like, and I, and I may, I think they were trying to go for, you know, to that anxiety inducing horror. But for me, it just annoyed me. I suppose that Huddenfield is like a small community, isn't it? It's like, and that's what they're trying to get at is that the community stick together and they'll find out, find this evil, evil dice tonight, evil dice tonight. Oh, that really annoyed me. That really annoyed me. And another thing that annoyed me, and I'm going to talk about it again, is the fact that the granddaughter brings in a knife when um, uh, Laurie Strode is out of it, not even conscious, wraps it up in a T-shirt and puts it by her head. Um, and then somebody chucks the, the um, I think it was Karen, her like daughter, chucks it away in the bin. And then suddenly Laurie wake, wakes up from her kind of like sleep goes straight to the bin, opens it and grabs a knife out. How the fuck did she know the knife was in there? Such bad con- continuity. It's just like, come on now. I don't know. I, don't, I, I, I obviously much preferred the first one. For you to pick up on like little stuff like that, it says a lot about this movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I need a second watch just to pick more good stuff out of it because there were good redeeming things about the movie. It, there really was. But I just think that... It could have been so much less of all that other gubbins and some more concentration and maybe having Laurie Strode in it a bit more, like you said, a bit more continuity, a bit more like, you know, I don't know. It just needed some more substance and a bit more fast pace. And, you know, it it can't always rely on just Michael going around doing new and inventive kills. It It felt like a failed fan movie for me. I just don't, I have no idea what the next one's going to be. No. And it's interesting because, um, yeah, where is it going to go from here? Halloween ends, as that always is called. I mean, yeah. you know, they, they could, they could have wrapped it up in this one if they really wanted to, but he's just gone up, he's just got up and killed the fucking whole town. That's what it felt like. And then including the bloody, the daughter. I mean, that was probably maybe one of the, the better moments and stuff, but I'm just like, oh, but you write the staircase scene. That was good. The boyfriend. That was unexpected yeah. to take it that far. That was nice. <laughs> Gory as fuck. So yeah, that, there was some. There was a couple of like interesting bits to get out of it. But I mean, do you know what? It's twenty million to make, and apparently worldwide so far, sixty million dollars so far, opening weekend. So it's done. It's done well, and you know it's paid for itself and some. I, I, I'd rather get on and talk about Halloween 2, to be honest, because that, uh, that was quite a good one. Just before we do move on, I did, however, like the nods to Halloween 3. Yeah, that's worth talking about, the season of the witch. I love that. Again, it's it's kind of a fan movie, you know, it's kind of a nod to the fans. Let's go oh, yeah, start. it's definitely like fan service in there. There's like loads of um, kind of nods to other scenes in other movies and, and stuff like that, and the other Halloween movies, and, and there's full of stuff. There's like even... To the point of, um, I don't know if you noticed, but in the hospital, the nurses are wearing the same uniform as in Halloween 2. Like, not even related, but they're wearing the same uniforms. I don't know whether that's for the avid fans, but I did notice that. I didn't read that. I just noticed that off the bat because obviously I watched Halloween 2 before we went and watched this. Well, I like that thing that you sent me, the Halloween timelines. Yeah. Um, Obviously, this, this one sits... You know, it ignores Halloween 2, 4, 5, and 6, which is quite interesting because that kind of, that is, that already had followed on from the 1978 one. 
and this one picks up from 1978, goes straight to 2018, which we had, and now they get another timeline of four movies. Um, but then there's another timeline where after the Halloween 2, H2O and Resurrection sort of pick up and ignore 4, 5 and 6. Mm. And obviously you get season of the witch, season of the witch on its own and, you know, Rob Zombies too. <laughs> so which are good. Which are good. Yeah, there's a plethora of Halloween. It's nice to see. And I suppose the fact that it's been disjointed over time, there's no reason why they can't pick up and do something new. But, and we'll, uh, All I'm saying is the next Halloween better have Tom Atkins in it. That's the only thing that can save it. He comes back. <laughs> and then it brings in the fact that Season of the Witch is in the, in the, the Pantheon. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. 100%, mate, 100%. Right, so that was, uh, that was Halloween Kills. That was our thoughts. Go and make your own mind up, you know, and, uh, let us know what you think of Halloween Kills. So if we've, uh, trashed it too much, I don't know. But what you, this is going to be interesting. I want to let you go first on this one. Oh, oh, I'm not going to be kind. Go for it. Be Four. honest. Four. It's not even average. It's not even, for me, it's not even average. No, there's no, no Curtis. No, the music was, was still spot on. Jamie, the music you know, was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. As always. That's not enough. There's no, for me, there's no, I don't know if it's just, you know, I can't say there's no story <laughs> because there's so many good movies that have no story. This just didn't work for me. What Fair, well, fair enough. Fair enough. Four. I'd say I'd go slightly, only slightly higher at five, five breaths out of ten for me. Um, purely because I'm just trying to look at the good things and the kills. The mask still looked really sweet. The effects are really, really good. The music was fantastic. Um, it's great that we're still getting Halloween movies. However, I, I don't know how this is going to redeem itself on the next movie. Um, and because there was just too much focus on evil dies tonight on that fact, I've got to say five out of ten. And I think this is probably one of the lowest reviews, uh, main reviews that we've had for a while. Honest, I think for a while. Yeah. I love movies. I think you. Because we waited so long for this. Yeah. Anyone who listens to the podcast knows that we fucking absolutely usually we do you know royally get behind movies. Uh, This one did not tickle my gooch. I don't think it needs our help on this one anyway. (laughs) So there you go. That's our thoughts. Let's know. It's a shame. There were some good things. So say some bad things. Yeah. So our next episode, see if we can bring me out of this slump. Um, last night, it's in all Soho. in your voice, mate. You just, you're just not afraid. Last night in Soho, I'm looking forward to Edgar Wright's uh, Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. We'll be back at the cinema. We will catch that, and we'll let you know our thoughts on it. All right. Don't leave us because Halloween Kills was bullshit. Um, <laughs> right, Matt. Let's uh, let's forget about let's forget about that. that sounded like Ian McKellen. <laughs> um, you shall not pass well maybe he could have killed Michael who knows <laughs> on that note let's get on to our something to scream about
episode something to scream about is going to be a good one we've had some questions so from previous guests and some people that listen to the podcast we've uh, i've asked them <clears throat> and also some people have come back to me with some questions for us which will be interesting some of these you know about some of these you don't so this is going to be quite interesting so okay you ready for this well maybe <laughs> you better be quick on this i'm not giving you any time to think oh, <laughs> i'm only joking so our first question of course he had to be greedy and ask two questions it's from mr geordie paul of course he did agree obviously on the on the previous been on the previous podcast friend good friend and uh, a good person all around geordie um he has asked <clears throat> are you ready for this because this is a blow a gut punch this one George A. Romero, John Carpenter, Wes Craven. You can only pick two. The other is wiped out of existence. All their films being never made. John Carpenter. Oh, Wes Craven. <laughs> Wes Craven. Wes Why? Craven. I can take not having Nightmare on Aim Street. Oh, Scream. Last House on the Left. I could take them. Or, no, Freddy. Yeah, I could take them. I could take Freddy out of existence, but I can't. I was, I was going to be, say John Carpenter, because I was like, oh, fuck Michael Myers. Are you but I joking? I can't take, I can't you take. the thing. You want to ask Christine. I can't do a horror music. movie about this music. And, you know, they live. No way am I living without they live. I just couldn't do that. And and the obvious one, I'm never going to take. Thing. Yeah. George O'Meara is never getting removed. I mean, I'm zombie through and through. So, <laughs> wow i'm actually getting rid of wes craven oh my god it's, it's horrible isn't it I, I i looked at this question i thought i thought the same as you i kind of like yeah i'd be glad to see freddie go however i could probably you know he's made some like crazy stuff but then i thought of scream and i was like oh no man you can't like scream off hills of eyes off it's just like I don't know, man. It's hard. I can't, but I can't get rid of the thing. I can't. They live. No way. Yep. Um, no, I wouldn't ever. John Carpenter would probably be the last one on the list. Definitely. Do you know no, what I mean? I, yeah, I'd, I'd let John go before George. I just want. I'm not. I'm not being horrible. You know how much I, I have a deep love for George A. Romero. But <laughs> if we did get rid of George. <laughs> Would would have somebody else come along and took t- the zombie genre? No, <laughs> not like that. All right, let's stick to Wes Craven. Okay, it's done with that one. Craven is. We love you still. I promise. It's just a question. It's not real. Uh-huh. Okay, this is a real quick one to finish his question off. At the end of the thing, who is the thing, or is the thing anyone, or is the thing, or are, is the thing both of them? <laughs> what the fuck? Which one? <laughs> What is he? What is the thing? Is that what he's asking? No, he's saying at the end of the thing, who is the thing? Or is anyone the thing? Or are they both the thing? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell is the thing, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. That's where, that's my mind. I I'm going for neither. I think it got killed. Ooh. And they're both fine. And they go off into the sunset and then they'll directly do the thing too. No way. Kurt, when they're like Kurt, really really old the sequel to the thing is Kurt Russell infiltrating fucking the rest of the world no they're fucked I don't have it <laughs> good, good, good couple of questions there Paul 
Like you start, you're not coming back on the podcast now, Geordie boy. You <laughs> not after making us kill off Wes Craven, God rest his soul. All right, should we go on to the next question? Yeah, go on then. So this one is from John, our faithful friend from Alicat Graphics. Nice to he, see you, John. He, he has asked us a question. If Hollywood came to you with a proposal and said, we would like you to direct a movie, it could be a remake or something that still exists, or a sequel to a pre-existing franchise, what would it be? I get to pick, so I could go back and direct well, any movie I wanted to. Well, yeah, this is a company coming to you going, we want you to direct a movie. Now. Yeah. So, so, so existing, a remake, uh, a sequel, what would you like, I'd like to do? To, I'd like to direct and remake Urban Legends and bring that into this into this world because that's coming so that's got to be on the slate somewhere and I'll direct that and uh, I'll bring back Rebecca Gayhart because she has not been in the limelight for too long now let's bring her back as something I don't know if she died in that one but I'm sure we could find a way to bring her back yeah Urban Legend is what I want I want to bring that because into the year of 2021 cool it's probably, probably it's probably on its way mate come on <laughs> well, with the, I didn't want to talk about it in the fucking earlier, but I did watch one episode of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, I'm never going to get that time back. God, I'm not watching the rest. Okay, so I have picked um, a remake. I think I would love to make a remake of Sleepaway Camp. Oh, mate, that's a cracker. There's a good few sequels to that as well. I think there's three or four. If I remember. Yeah, but I just want to make a total remake. Like original Slumber Party Massacre and stuff like that they've done with that, but do it do it right. So oh mate, that bringing we talked about it when we reviewed it. You can't do the fucking tranny trick in in this day and age. How are you going to do? What twist are you going to do? Well, I think you could make it a lot more PC than what you just said, but um, you could make it like you could make it like a different like you could put a spin on it. You could make you know this person's struggling with it. But, and then they are struggling with that side of things, so it draws them to kill people because of it. Um, but I don't know. Or I'd, you I'd just not, like to make a remake. Or you could just not care about the general public and do it anyway. Because you know that that's the thing. There's no no press is bad press. So Maybe. <laughs> you probably wouldn't make a movie ever again. If you're putting that movie out, mate, you're. I think you could probably you get might get a few protests. Anyway. I think we better move on before we get into dangerous territory here. So we've had another question. Thanks, John. That was perfect. That was, that was a good question. Yeah, very awesome. good. Okay, so we've had another question here from uh, the Serb. Not Serbian or anything. He just he just loves the movie. Um, so, what is your favourite soundtrack, movie score, or direct music from a, a piece of music from a film? And why? I mean, we talked about John Carpenter a lot, haven't we? Yeah. And it's See, like... That's what, the one vetoing him out in this one. So uh, you've got to pick something. So, Can I tell you what mine was first? Yeah, go on, please. Well, I really liked the Get Out soundtrack that's by Michael Abel. Um, it's brilliant soundtrack. Um, fantastic. Obviously, yeah, with John Carpenter all day. But also the uh, song from... Uh, the Nightmare on Arm Street Dream Warriors, <laughs> done by Dokken. It's bloody great, it was. Had a little think, what do you think? Anything that springs to mind? 
bit of violin music. Well, they love that nowadays. I have got one. I have got one in mind. Go on. Um, I really do think this is probably the one that I will go for. Um, The Shining. Hmm? The music in The Shining makes, for me, makes that movie scary. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of awesome sequences in that movie, but you, I feel that you, for me, that movie is one of my f- favourite movies of all time and favourite horror movies of all time. And then I forget, and I, I don't watch it for a couple of years, and I go, fuck, it's not that scary. It's just them in a hotel. And I know that every time that I revisit that movie, it put fucking hairs on edge for that bloody willies up, yeah. soundtrack. Who did that soundtrack? Was it Wendy Carlos? Richard Elkin. And I don't know, man, that for me is just one of them. It creeps me out. It's it's beautiful and it's eerie. And, and I suppose John Williams' Jaws as well. <laughs> cool. Right. Oh, yeah. Let's shining. carry on. Otherwise, we're going to be here all night with you chatting about fucking shining again. All right. Okay. Right. Next question is from the man himself, Werewolf Dan. Ooh, got a star. very nice okay this is a good one you ready for this what non-horror film that you love would you like a horror version to be made of (laughs) fucking hell (laughs) do you want to go first let me give it I'd love to see the Goonies remade as a horror movie but, like, have, like, zombies and fucking monsters running after him instead of maybe the Fratellis. That'd be pretty cool. I know you don't like the Goonies, but um, <laughs> I think that'd be quite cool. Only one in the world. Um, or, this is pretty cool. This is, would be Ace. Grease as a slasher. Tell me more, tell me more. I think that's a horror movie anyway. Basically, there's race. You missed that joke. Tell me more, tell me more, I hear you say. So you obviously say it at Rydell High School and there's a fucking crazy-ass double denim killer going around with a big... Dr- oh, no, that's already been done. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, go on. What's yours? Okay. Um, or, okay, almost famous. Mm. So, two, four, two schools of thought. So the band are... The at- dog... The feet, uh, Stillwater, are... Oh, yeah. Who's Fever Dog? <laughs> that's one of their songs. Fever oh, Dog! Stillwater, yeah. Uh, Stillwater, yeah, that's right. So, one, the journalist... Yes. Hang on. Le- Lester, Lester Bang? That's Not Lester Bang. Oh, there's so much you could do with this. Um, okay, so... No, the young... Journalist. Yeah, young dude, yeah. It goes on tour with him, yeah. Yeah. He is actually a serial killer. Right, okay. He's going from town to town murdering young women. Whilst on tour. Whilst on tour. And getting groomed by Lester Bangs. Cool. Okay. (laughs) Or... Would you have Will Poulter in your film? (laughs) Or the band... Are vampires like I'm listening? Like, I'm listening. It's like a, a Lost Boys oh, sort of tickling vibe. the balls now. You're tickling the balls, and they're trying to get um, him 
like they do in Lost Boys, to become a vampire, sort of initiating them in. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a better idea. Stick <laughs> to that one. I'll buy it. I've got. I've bought my ticket, mate. I bought the T-shirt. Okay. Bought the soundtrack. I'm there. Okay, that's there you go. That's, <clears> that's a good answer. Good. I think Greece should be a slasher movie. Anyway, <laughs> next question is from Dirty Rob Doig. Dirty Doig, go on. <laughs> I like this one. So, what are your top three horror movies to watch at Halloween? And what is your recommendations for Family Stroke Kids Halloween film? And also, two bonus questions at the end. He's been a bit greedy here. What is your favourite Halloween snack, and do you watch it with the lights on or off? Right, well, can you you can can you break down your answers and then I'll I will try break and... break down my answers. So, I have gone with this is my personal picks. If I was to watch any movies on Halloween, I'd go Halloween 3. Because it's fucking amazing. And Tom Atkins is in it. I can't say his name enough. Tom Atkins, that's all right. You heard it here. Haunt, because I really like that as a kind of like new movie. And it's set around Halloween. It's got scare mazes in it. And it's really, really cool. Go out and watch that movie because it's fucking awesome. On Amazon Prime, I think. Or Amazon to buy. Rent. And then I went with Scream as well. Because it's just... a a classic to watch at Halloween, personally. Now, for recommendations for kids and gateway horror, my kids, I just went what they watch, and they always watch Nightmare Before Christmas. So it's a great Halloween movie, good songs, and the snack of choice always, always will be popcorn with giant Cadbury's milk buttons thrown in. Chef's kiss. Over to you. Fucking hard. Um, for me, Halloween, <laughs> I'll do this most years. I watch um, The Shining. I think that's a, a, that's a great <laughs> movie to watch around that era, especially when it's autumn and it's cold it's outside. It's Halloween, though, is it? It's a horror movie. So it's all about watching that stuff. That's, I don't really <laughs> I'm have already, a Halloween. I'm only poking the I don't need a Halloween vibe. Come on, um, you've got two more. Shining. I'll probably, I'll probably go for House. I think that'd be, that'd be an awesome one to watch one at a time. Quite solid. Yeah, solid. And go for an anthology, chucking creep show, so I get a few more. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Kid, gateway horror for me, Gremlins all day, and Jaws. I still think they're great gateway horror. Um, Jaws has got, you know, is is a PG really. I don't think I'll be trying showing my kids that it's not yet. If that's it. Um, yeah, Gremlins all day is gateway horror for me. And, and snack of choice. Wow, well, salt, po- salt with popcorn. That's all day. Missionary. Um, <laughs> with a big thick... Lights on or off? I, mean, I didn't say that, did oh, I? Mine's off all day. I can't watch a horror movie with lights on. It's, on, it's off. It all I, depends, really, what I'm watching. But there you go. You'll never find out. <laughs> right, we've got one last question. You ready for this? Yeah, who's this from? It's from my wife. So be careful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> has put a, a question forward to us. She said, if you could be any of them, what would you be? Werewolf, zombie or vampire? Shoot. If I could be any of them. Well, you only got to pick, you can only pick one. Werewolf, zombie or vampire? Vampire. All day. In, I want to get to wear a leather jacket and like go around a uh, theme park. And live fucking ages. Bite people, yeah. 
basically sex, drugs, and rock and roll. If you're a zombie, it's just, you know, you don't exist and you just go around, you know, with, with no brain. Like, uh, Werewolves, you're pretty right. much like a werewolf for one day of the month. Couldn't deal with all the hair, mate. Well, it's not that. It hurts. It looks like it hurts every yeah, time. Yeah, it does really yeah. change, yeah. Fuck that. But then <laughs> vampire hurts a little bit, doesn't it? When your teeth come through, I don't know. Maybe. But oh, vampire all day, in it? It's far, by far the coolest, I think, of the three. Because, yeah, you get to just fuck around the people as well. Creep up to people's windows and look through. Okay. <laughs> and that, my friend, was something to scream about. Thank you very much for those questions. Did you enjoy that? I did. I did. But I wish I had a bit more time to repair, but I think I did all right on the spot. <laughs> did. Yeah, I did give you the choice and you went, nah, I'll do it on the night. <laughs> So that's all on you. <laughs> Thanks for that, guys. I really enjoyed that. That was good. Spooky, spectacular, something to scream about. Thank you very much. Right then, let's uh, move on to our movie from the vault. I shot him six times. I shot him in the heart. He's not human. Universal Pictures presents Halloween 2. More of the night he came home. Who is it? There was nothing within him, neither conscience nor reason, that wasn't even remotely human. This is some kind of a joke. I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. You don't know what death is. Janet, go tell Mr. Garrett we're having trouble with the phones. There is no place to hide. He will always find you. What's this? It's a Celtic word. It means the Lord of the Dead. Okay, this episode's um, movie from the vault was um, selected by moi, and we are doing 1981's Halloween 2. So, while Dr. Loomis hunts for Michael Myers, a traumatised lorry is rushed to Haddonfield Memorial Hospital, and the shape is not far behind. Let's go. Right, for me, this is a good, a really good example of how to follow... Um, 
a movie. This is a great sequel. Um, and they really should have kept it in the timeline, in my opinion. The, I mean, you know, watching Halloween Kills and the contrasts between the two, Halloween Kills does directly follow the Halloween movie of 2018. It picks up a lot, exactly the same as did Halloween 2. There's no, there's, that's, that's, I think that's one of the reasons why I really like this movie. You get the, but you get the pace right, the franticness, the music, um, the intro is fantastic. And you, you get that they're looking for Michael. He's not there. There's some humour, really, really, like, proper, like, ridiculous moments in it that work in a horror movie and leave you going, what the fuck? Instead of just, like, being strangled and annoyed. Um, but it's, it's a great movie. It kicks off as the last one ends. Most of it's set around a hospital. You get this beautiful score from John Carpenter again. Um, there is some epic jaw-dropping moments. I don't remember when I first watched this, but I, I don't know about you, but. Well, I said to you, didn't I? I said, um, I couldn't remember this film. I think I probably only ever watched it once when I was younger. And I bought it on VHS um, <clears throat> in my collection. And I was just like, I think I must have just w- watched it once because I can't remember much about it. But fuck me. It, you know, a lot of people don't like this movie. It's a cracker, I think. It's like, it, you're right. It carries straight on, right? And talk about amping up the kills because the first one was great. You know, there wasn't a lot of crazy gore where this one was amped up. And you feel, again, you feel the creepiness of it because it's set in this empty hospital. Let's be honest, the fucking, like, most unbusiest hospital I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah. With dead, the but... worst security ever known to man. Um, <clears throat> but, I don't know, something about it just works. I, I've got a couple of issues with it, but minor things. I, I, re- I really like the introduction. I really like the way that the Halloween turns into the skull at the beginning. I thought that was really cool. Oh yeah, that's, that 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 is awesome. The cover of this movie is great. The pumpkin with the skull in it, awesome. One thing, <laughs> one thing I love is you know uh, it obviously recaps from the end of um, Halloween where. Michael falls through the window <laughs> and I couldn't have a laugh right at the start because when Loomis looks out the window he looks down and there's literally like a, a man shape on the floor I know. Oh, the God, and I like, have, like, they done, have they actually done that? <laughs> literally got I can see a man with a little lawnmower just going like round that's his head that's his arm it's fucking crazy it's so funny because I think in the, in the original like it literally lands on hardly grass it's like literally dirt, kind of with a bit of grass, and then literally it changes to luscious grass with a cut out of him. It's hilarious. Fucking love that. Nice. But the whole, <laughs> but then it's like panic stations to find him. Mm. All the cops are running round, and it's like, who's dead? What's happened? Fucking hell! It's it's mania, mm. absolute mania. Um, oh my god! <laughs> I didn't. That poor kid. Oh, God, yeah, we need to talk about that. So are you on about the bit where Loomis thinks he sees Michael, but it's just like a teenager in a and the same similar mask? I've got a lot of problems with this, right? A lot of, like, well, okay, uh, this is my favourite scene in the movie by a long way. <laughs> um, okay, so for one, Michael Mars is over six foot, and that kid is not anywhere 
Yeah, and he was going to, what, shoot this little kid without checking? I don't know, he's pretty far away. Yeah, that. but, oh my God. He's, and Loomis did say, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. <laughs> but he's been struggled with the police to say, don't shoot him and all this sort of stuff. Then... But why did he run? He shouldn't have run. But Because he was about to get shot. But then the car, the cop car, going at like fucking, what, 80 <laughs> to 100 miles an hour in a fucking suburbia, right, rams him. In, in, he, he, right, the cop says he came out of nowhere. He didn't come out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, you were going fucking 100 miles an hour and you didn't see him. You think and he intentionally thought it was Michael Myers, but yes, I'm going to have him. I don't know, he's trying <laughs> to make excuses, but he just fucking rammed this poor fucking kid into the side of the truck and he instantly... Crushed. Oh, I was just like, what? I... Not only that, he literally gets set on fire to the point where they can't even identify him, so they have to send his teeth like <laughs> to get like dental records to find out who he is. And the best bit, not only that, is that They've just killed him. This cop is on the floor that just jumps out of the car. Some other cop car comes along and goes, oh, we think we know where he is. And then, like, literally, Loomis just jumps in the cop car and just fucks off and leaves this one cop on the ground going, what the fuck? What am I supposed to do with this kid? <laughs> and that, that was it. They fucked off. They just didn't give two shits. Oh, oh, don't worry about that kid. He's, uh, a... he's gone. Yeah, there's a bit of a Jaws connection in this as well. There is, yes, go on. Am I saving that for later? Am I saving that for later? That's, that's not one of my Matt's facts. You can go oh, for it. Uh, I can't remember the name of the bloody. Um, it's one of the cops. No, it's the. He's the guy in the um, forensics guy. He's a forensic guy who's looking at the kid and um, right. the second cop in Jaws. Yeah, I can't remember. Right. His, I can't remember his character in Jaws. That sucks. Oh, you should have done your research, mate. Got it written down. <laughs> huh? You haven't got it written down either? No, no, no. I've I, I left it out of my mouth's facts. Oh, fucking fair play. But, I wrote down the nurse in the tub licking Mike's finger. <laughs> oh, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Don't get, don't get, don't blow your load before you got there. First of all, we need to talk about Laurie Strode's wig. <laughs> fucking hell. How bad is that? Jesus I, Christ. I, mean, I was all... like, she's definitely wearing a wig. Because it's like all over the place. Let, she, let's talk, let's let's talk about yeah let's talk about the hospital and what the fuck's going on there. Like they've obviously ordered all the nurses from hotnurses.com because they're all pretty hot, which is yeah. obviously. And then they got and then they got the orderlies who are just you know too handsome, and it's just like <laughs> yeah, Laurie Strode. You mean? Yeah, Laurie Strode's been injured from the first movie, um, and she's coming in, and they're, they're they're the worst doctor team in the world. I like the way I like the way, the way they shoehorn Jimmy. The kind of uh, as a we need a little bit of a, a, a kind of weird love interest. So we're going to put this guy who's suddenly obsessed over Laurie. Mm. <laughs> it's a bit weird, a bit unnervy. But yeah, let's let's talk about let's talk about that kill. That so there's, there's like what is it? What is this place? First of all, I thought it's like a birthing pool or something. It's like a bath but it's like it's a tin bath yeah but it's not is it it's something it's for the hospital it's like uh i don't know it's something like a i don't know where they it take, it's where they take the patients to get a bath oh is it i thought it was like a certain like special kind of like yeah, anyway yeah they're, they're getting the bath they're using it as a jacuzzi fuck, fuck the kids yeah. you know we're not going to look after the babies in the baby ward 
She's going to let them on their own and go and fuck each other in the bath. Yeah, and she starts licking Michael's finger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I forgot, he comes up in it and he's got his dirty old finger, like, <laughs> she starts sucking on it and like, oh, yeah. And then he, then, he, because he, after he's like put the heat up in the bath and it's a scorching hot. couple of issues that. So he's, he's obviously trying to kill her with drowning well I thought he's drowning but obviously the heat come up and it's like burning her face off he's also sticking his hand in so sure yeah, he's, he's, he's not human yeah. is he so we can yeah. get away with that alright fine I thought exactly the same but then, but then <laughs> of course his hand in. but then of course you know she comes up and's dead and her towel falls off and her tits are out well her tits are out before that mate but you know there you go yeah there we go uh, next one. Doctor's dead. Suddenly. Yeah, like she had a drip put in her, so she drained her blood out on the floor. Um, and then Jimmy goes in and slips in her blood and smacks his head on the floor. Is that right? Yeah, and there, but I think there's a murder just before that. I think there's another nurse that gets it. Uh, yeah, and then there's the also, um, yeah, the nurse that gets the knife in the back and then lifted up was quite cool. I like that. The strength. It's the strength. And stuff like that. that was a good, that was a good kill. That was just before Laurie, that was just in front of Laurie, wasn't it? Yeah. But um, what, I need to talk about Jimmy, the guy that slipped in the blood, right? Now, he gets out and he gets in a car that Laurie's hiding in. Then does he just die? I don't know. Because he I, hit his head or something. Is he fainting? Is he, is he fainting? Dead. I'm not really sure. He's a bit of a wuss. He's dead, apparently. Oh, well, he's dead then. That counts as one of the kills. But I he, thought, have uh, I missed something? Like, that, did, did he have a knife in him that you couldn't see? Or Does that count as one of Michael's kills? Because he was stupid enough to slip up and fall over and get concussed? Don't know. Wow. Debate that one. I mean, he he did slip up on the blood that Michael had caused. We'll count so. that. We'll count that. Fine. But I did enjoy the bit when he picked her up with a scalpel and her shoes fell off. I thought that was really <laughs> weird they focused on that. <laughs> How did you feel about um, the guy that played Michael? Because obviously it's not it's not the same one that was in Halloween. How do you think he played it and stuff? Yeah, he had good movement. It was just very... Again, what I expect mm. from a from that movie is is mm. very subdued and walking and no running, and just don't need to run. I'll get up, I'll get you eventually. And I'll appear I'll appear in a in a weird place, and, I, and there's no need to explain why I got there. I'm just there. Mm. <laughs> you know, um, I did think picking. The car as a hiding place was a bit silly when she was yeah. running away, but you know that's just me. Music was fantastic every time it cut in. I thought it was absolutely genius. It was superb on it again, so superb. It fitted so perfectly. I think that's what again, like you said with the shining, when when there's just certain a certain just know with the music is edited in so perfectly well at the right moments. It's just brilliant. It's just so well done. Fantastic. Thought, thought that whole stalking scene at the start was like he didn't know how to hold a lift. You know, he probably could have killed her in the in the lift, I reckon. But 
Because he got his hand hand stuck. Because his hand stuck a little bit, doesn't it? Well, to me, in any other lift, that stops it and it opens the door, so. Mm. Maybe not in the old days, I don't know. Maybe the lift just shut and it was like that safety mechanism was only put in there later, Paul. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) So it didn't work for Michael anyway, so she got out. One of our older listeners can tell us about that, Simon. Um, I thought when Loomis and all that come back to the hospital and like she's on the floor and it's like easy, it's like scream. She can suddenly scream when they're inside. I think that's always funny in a horror movie. I love <laughs> like that. Yeah. And Michael just able to walk through the glass. Just like I, lo- I quite like that bit. I thought it was quite clever. He just it's like fuck. I don't need to like bash on the door. I just walk straight through it because I'm hard. Yeah, and we get the first zombie moment, really, don't we? This is like the proper. I mean, you know, you kind of like okay, if you're watching this, the second the second movie without straight away after the first, you're sort of like okay, he's 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 taken a fall, he's a bit hard, he can get up from that fine. Mm. But at this one, you're like, hang on, he's just been shot. This this really shows that he's not human. Yeah, big time because he's just like he just gets shot about like six times. And I, I, I thought that was quite, quite brave of, uh, the fact that how they killed the cop as well, like literally just throat slit. Which is interesting if you can consider what we're moaning about in Halloween Kills. Mm. And they were kind of embellishing, I suppose, it on that moment, um, where he did just get up after being shot. Mm. But he's only in front of like two or three people. And in this, in, in Halloween Kills, he was in front of a whole mob, which kind of, I think, just annoyed me a little bit. But there you go. That's the difference. And then the final showdown is just bizarre. I mean, what she's got... Shot in the eyes. She has got the best shot in the world, Laurie Strode, hasn't she? Yeah. Double shot in the eyes. And he's still... He's just staggering about. (laughs) (laughs) Poor effects, like sound effects, guys. Must have been there for hours doing that. But very, but very tense, and and you know, in the final scene, mm. he does eventually get blown up. Loomis blows up with him, and um, he still gets out on fire, and eventually does get burnt. So, I guess that's why they went on to do season of which they thought, oh, he's he's definitely dead. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they 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 changed, they they went on and did what they needed to do. <laughs> so yeah. Um, interesting. Bloody, some really good kills and some really, like, fun horror moments, I think, and some fucking real head scratches. That that kid being hit by the car, I could watch that scene over and over again. <laughs> I know that's really weird, but I think that was, like, very brave and, like, really, really shocked me. Um, and I never saw that coming. I thought it was gen- I thought it was genius. A genius move to do that. Um, really over the top and that would have really like back in the day would have really fucking set some hairs and racing <laughs> so yeah there's Halloween 2 for me it's a really good sequel yeah I, I, don't, why, I, mean, I don't know why people moan about this I don't know I've heard some people like oh you know it's not it's not directed by John Carpenter blah 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 but it was written by him Deborah Hill did oversee loads of it and produce and you know, there's loads of good things about it. Loads and loads of good things. I think as a direct sequel, it, it worked. It worked. Um, because it was interesting because they were like, right, let's take that same con- 
same character. Let's not change him hardly at, at all. Let's take Laurie Strode. Let's put her in a situation where we're going to film it all around a base, a hospital. You know, there's cool things you can use as killer instruments uh, in this hospital. It's a good idea. Um, you know, and it, it's not, it's not like really complex. It's just like, it just as a cat and mouse thing and it's a like killing people one by one and it's just like it, it and it was just it was done better like not better sorry than halloween but what i'm trying to say is it amped it up and there was more kills and more new inventive kills in this i suppose we didn't mention one of the early one of the earlier there wasn't there an early kill where he did pop into a house and kill another babysitter and then yes and that's one of the cops, the cops' daughters and stuff like that. Yes. Oh, yeah, really good. Well, I want to hear some Matt's facts, though. Okay, yeah, let's get on some Matt's facts. <clears throat> right, so number one fact, um, there's a crazy-ass zombie Japanese poster that came out with the film. It's completely different to the US one and the one we got in the UK. And it's literally, I'll have to post it on social media, it's literally Michael Myers' mask with like a zombie neck and it looks like a completely different film I suppose that maybe they're insinuating he is a zombie well they do there is not another you know George Romero reference you know they 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 are playing Night of the Living Dead on the TV at some point yeah, as well indeed, yeah I knew you'd get that one in there <laughs> um, it was all shot um, one of the scenes at the one of the hospitals because they used several different hospitals was right next to an airport, so they had to stop filming now and again because obviously they needed silence, and uh, planes kept going over and they had to stop shooting loads, which was quite funny. But that was annoying. So after the movie was made, Carpenter took a look at it and said there's not enough gore. So they went back and they reshot a couple more death scenes to add more blood and more gore because obviously it's a bit more popular now with slashes and stuff coming out that they needed to add that extra edge, which I'm glad they did because I think that makes it, does absolutely make it a better film. Um, yeah, and they, and they do mention the body count at the end. Mm, yes. Um, this one as well, the, one of the highest grossing movies of 1981, um, but it was the second highest grossing movie of 1981. Can you know, do you know what the first was? What, a horror movie? Yep. American Wealth in London? Yes. Well done. Did you actually know that or did you? Uh, I knew that that was the only one that I had in my head that was, because it's my year of birth. Yes. 1981, so I do know Correct. if well done. came out there. That's so fun. yeah. Ooh, look at okay. me. Um, so the guy that played Michael in this one called Dick Warlock, um, they used the same mask from the first one. Um, apparently the mask was fucked. Because Deborah Hill had kept it under her bed for like two years. Um, and um, basically, um, it was just all like crumpled and Deborah Hill liked to smoke a lot. Apparently, it was just like yellowy and, but it all added to the effect. And obviously, when I noticed this when watching it, but Dick Warlock is a little bit shorter and a bit more stocky and his head's a bit bigger. So the, the mask is a bit chubbier. Don't know if yeah. that. But I noticed that straight away and I thought, that's weird. This must be a different actor. Definitely, which was quite <laughs> funny. Um, this is the only Halloween movie to end up as the next day. Every other film ends on Halloween night. Yeah, well, apart from Halloween Kills. 
isn't that still the same night though? I think it's all set the same night. It doesn't oh, actually go into the next day, as far as I know. Could it could do? I don't know. Maybe I've got that wrong. So, the original kind of written script for this movie, it was meant to be set in an apartment block. So they were going to kind of bring it into the city. But then right last minute decided that it would just be just not right. And they decided to go with a hospital instead. I like that decision. I like the hospital. Yeah, I think it would have been crap if it was in an apartment block. I just don't think it would have worked. So the scene where the nurse is getting dipped into the water over her head. It's supposed to be boiling hot. Apparently that water was absolutely freezing. The water was dirty and she actually contracted a um, ear infection from having all the water in her ears. <laughs> dunked in it so many times. <laughs> Jesus. Which is uh, quite mental. Um, this is crazy. Jamie Lee Curtis has less than 25 minutes of screen time in this movie. Now we're talking about Halloween Kills. I wonder if she's got less than 25 minutes there. And again, in a hospital bed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. I get the contrast and stuff like that. I get it. So what is the kill count in this movie, Paul? I think it's 10. You're correct. Yes. The kill count is 10. Double than what it was in the first one. Five women, five men. Equal, equal opportunities. See, Michael is an equal opportunities before it even came into play <laughs> and that my friend is the end of Matt's Facts amazing that was awesome okay, so we need cool. to rate Halloween 2 sequel I'm going to give this a 8 out of 10 I'll give it an 8 as well I think it's bang on mate yeah. all round good fun um, the sequels have done well mate that we've watched so far and it only drops a point because of her wig. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Awful. Because apparently she, she literally had to cut all her hair off. So she actually had short hair because it's like now the 80s. And she was getting roles which were a bit different. So when she had to go back, she had to put this bloody awful wig on. But there you go. That's eight out of ten breaths for Halloween too. So you, my friend, have got to pick out the next one from The Vault. Unlock that vault and tell me what you're picking. So, it's the 90th episode. It is. So I should really pick some from the 90s, shouldn't I? If you must. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm going a bit deeper than that. I'm sorry. Actually, I don't know what year it's from. In all honesty. 2000 something. It's a bit later. House, of, House of a Thousand Corpses. Ooh, Interesting. Fancy doing that for Piggy, mate. We love this movie, and I think we should do it. It's around Halloween. It's set around Halloween. Should probably put that on my list of Halloween movies. You fancy it? You up for it? House for Thousand Corpses? Yes, definitely. Anything Rob Zombie, you know me, mate. Boom. Okay, wicked. So that's next episode then. That's episode eighty-nine done. Uh, moving on to episode ninety, we're going to be reviewing the. New Edgar Wright movie, Last Night of Soho. Last Night of Soho. Last Night of Soho. Um, um, Some screen back we still need, so come ask us more questions and we will give them our best go. And I've just pulled from the vault 
House of a Thousand Corpses, Rob Zombie, boom. And there's only one more thing to say. And there's no more room in hell. Here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at Draw One Last, Instagram at Draw One Last Breath, or pop us an email at Draw One Last Breath Pod at Hotmail.com. <laughs>